1: and ransom captive israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the son of god appear rejoice rejoice emmanuel Shall come to thee, all Good morning, good morning, good morning everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning everybody. Good morning, everybody, on the Saturday morning. Thank you so much for joining me this weekend, this Saturday. You know, it's the weekend before Christmas, the time we celebrate, you know, the birth of Christ, of course, right? Uh, I was going to try to do a trivia question, but I'll just tell them. (laughs) Um, My friends, we are in a season of, Reflection. We're in a season of being cheerful givers. We're in a season of knowing where we stand with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And knowing that another holiday season, as we celebrate it as Americans, is upon us. And although we always go through the formality of... The Christmas shopping, the decorations, the tree, and everything else that you might do during this time, my question to you is, are you spending time with the Lord? (laughs) Are you going to reflect on Jesus Christ and his birth and why he came on this earth? And um, he loves us so much. Are we going to give him some time during the season? I know we get excited. I know we get caught up. I know everyone's running and rushing and, you know, having to get that last minute gift, you know, out of uh, obligation, duty, commitment, whatever it might be. But I want to remind you that the ultimate gift is the gift of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life. And I don't want you to forget that. And I want you to understand that as a Christian, we must always remember that. And we must always share the gospel with people, especially during this time. Very, very important. So just a PSA announcement so you guys could uh, be on the right track. I know that you're going to spend time with your friends and your family, your loved ones, and anyone else, your neighbors. You know, if you have an opportunity, uh, start a conversation about Jesus Christ. So my friends, we are going to go back and dive in like we've been in the book of Amos. We're starting a new chapter today. It's chapter 8 in the book of Amos. We have been on a long journey. I mean, we have been going step by step with everything that God has been telling Amos to tell the people. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be done, you know, with this, uh, with this book. And I got to tell you... Um, It's been an eye-opening message. Um, Reading each section and realizing, wow, you know, we could apply that to our lives today. That's happening today. Oh, wow, that seems similar to something that's happening right now. Get my drift. We're going to start in chapter 8. We're going to start with verse 1. And this is what it says. Thus the Lord God showed me, behold a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, the end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. And the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere they shall be thrown out in silence. Hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail, saying, When will the new moon be passed that we may sell grain and the Sabbath that we may trade wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel large, falsifying the scales by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, even sell the bad wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their works. Shall the land not tremble for this? And everyone mourn who dwells in it? All of it shall swell like the river, heave and subside like the river of Egypt. Lord, we thank you so much for this word. This word is very impactful, Father. This word reminds us of how you keep telling us all the wrongs we keep doing. And it's not because you're mocking us or you don't love us. It's because you're trying to bring an awareness to us. You're trying to wake us up up from what we're in doing what we're a part of that we may have lost oversight on and not realize how caught up we are in it. So I thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you for the blessings you bestowed upon us, especially during this season. Amen. You know, my friends, um we have been reading the book of Amos, and some of these words are very harsh, you know? They're raw. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, like, God really said that? God really did that? God really intended for that to happen? And the answer is yes. <laughs> Just like you and I wake up every day, we make our own decisions, and words come out of our mouths, the things we're going to do, say, actions we're going to take, and that, you know, what we actually do proactively to do it, it's the same thing. You know, God acknowledges his children when they're doing good and when they're doing bad. Just like a parent does with a child. They'll acknowledge them when they're doing good and they acknowledge them when they're doing bad. It's no different. And our Heavenly Father during this time in relationship with Amos is explaining and showing Amos' visions. He's explaining and, uh, to him of what's happening, what is the season right now, what is going on, um, and and because of what's happening right now in the time of Amos, what some people will face, what are the consequences they're gonna have to deal with, and right now. When God says, behold, Amos is saying to us, you know, to, 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 in his writing, in his recap, behold, a basket of summer fruit. And the Lord said, hey, what do you see, Amos? And he goes, a basket of summer fruit. Now, when you and I think of a basket of summer fruit, we look at that as good stuff. You know, something that uh, we enjoy. If you ever go to someone's house sometimes, you might see that they have like a bowl or a basket of fruit in their house, right? they have oranges, bananas, they might have apples and other types of fruits. And uh, you know, a fruit is intended for you to grab, enjoy and nourish your body. And as the Lord is explaining to Amos what this represents he starts to go into details and he says the end has come upon my people Israel I will not pass by them anymore and the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day says the Lord God many dead bodies everywhere there shall be thrown out in silence in other words, God is saying, you know, I am not going to come by anymore. I'm not gonna visit you. I'm not gonna hang out with you anymore. As far as I'm concerned, you have faced and are going to face repercussions. And you're not even gonna be able to praise me anymore. You're not even, there's nothing gonna be coming out of your mouth. Because at the end of the day, the Lord has seen the bad that you have done, the sin that you have committed. And he has chosen in this moment to tell Amos, I'm not going to visit them anymore because of what they've done, because of what they've caused the community to become, because of what they've afflicted on my other children. Remember, God created us all. And God sees everything. Remember, you you cannot hide it. (laughs) What what you do in your life, God sees everything. And as he's explaining this to Amos, he starts to go back more into more detail. And he goes, hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail. So now the Lord is really telling Amos this, these, are the, these are the things that are happening and these are the things that are the outcomes and the, these are the things during this time of Amos where everybody is now doing deceitful things, underhanded things behind the veil type of things. He says, hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail. In other words, hear this, you who take advantage of the less fortunate. You who, when someone is thriving in their careers or they're getting to the point of accomplishment, you don't give them the promotion. You, you know, they've done everything they had to do. They just graduated with their GED, but you still refuse to give them a job, so they're gonna fail to not be able to work and support for their families. You know, we, could, we can apply this to our lives. This is exactly what I'm talking about, right? This is exactly what I'm doing. At the time of Amos, the well-off people, the rich people, were treating others unfairly. And one main thing that they kept doing was suppressing them, keeping them in bondage, keeping them needing and and never prospering, never getting ahead. For some of you who are listening to me right now, you might be in that situation yourself. You're like, no matter how hard I work, No matter what I do, no matter how many hours I put into the job, no matter, you know, uh, no matter what, I can never get ahead. I can never pay these bills off. I can never get my goal to having my own place. I'm still living with my parents. You know, I'm 30 years old, 40 years old, whatever, 50. I've always been an advocate of like, you should live with your parents for life, you know, because I feel that, you know. That's family. But I get it. We're in this society where everyone is always out on their own by a certain age. And they go about their lives. And some of you are like, I can't even get that far. (laughs) Because no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, I still can't get ahead. Because I always feel that someone else who has the upper hand doesn't give me the opportunity. Doesn't give me... um, uh. You know, this promotion that, that I deserve. They don't, they're don't. they not giving me, you know, uh, the things that I really need to, to move forward with, to succeed in, to reach my goal. So when God is talking to Amos during this time, you know, he's making it clear to the people. Listen up, you who swallow the needy and make the poor of the land fail. When will the new moon be passed that we may sow grain? And the Sabbath that we may trade wheat. Making the ephah small and the shekel large. Falsifying the scales by deceit. In other words, God is saying, you know, the people are going about the everyday business. Especially the people that are very well off. They're going about the merchants, the the sellers, the people. They're going about their day. And they are continuing to uh, follow the traditions of the festivals, the celebratory time uh, that God put into place, but the people were just going through the motions. They were not functioning in the spirit. And when I think of this this word right here, uh I start to think of, wow, you know, everybody has a hustle, and I get that. <laughs> I'm from New York, right? New Yorkers were like, "We're hustling," you know. We saw I used to always grow up saying, "I'm hustling." Matter of fact, someone just asked me this week, "How you doing? How, what's what's going on?" And I said, "I'm hustling." <laughs> it's just part of me, right? Um, I'm just a hustler. I, uh, not a swine hustler. I'm a hustler, meaning like I get up every day and I have an agenda on my calendar and I carry it out. I take care of things. I move forward and I press through because I know my heavenly father has given me the strength and the endurance to do so. And during this time, you know, God is recapping about like what some of these these merchants and these people are saying like you know when is the day gonna come when is the season gonna come because you know i want to i want to do my bidding and my trade my trading and i want to do my selling and i want people to buy my stuff right but they were not doing it in spirit and in truth they were only doing it through the motions have any of you ever heard of when it says oh, i'm just going through the motions going through the motions is not good because what happens is when you're just going through the motions, anything can happen. And and something bad can happen just going through the motions. You know? We can't do that. We have to be like, if I'm celebrating the season, for example, Christmas, I have to reflect and say, "Hey, you know what? Um the the priority of this season is about Jesus Christ." Am I spending time with him? Am I recapping and rereading his word about the birth of Christ and what was his journey here on this earth in fulfilling the purpose of his life? You know, am I taking out time to pray? Am I taking out time to have conversation with God? Am I, am I, really honoring him am i honoring jesus christ as my lord and savior in my life do i remember where i used to be and where i am today in a better place and for these people at the time when he says here making the ephah small and the shekel large falsifying the scales by deceit in other words giving less than what is expected of the purchase that someone might be doing But the merchant gaining more money, but you giving less. Now, let's talk about this for a minute. Because when I read this, I said, oh, wow, this is very interesting. Because during uh, these past two years, we have been facing a a major inflation. And you all know that. Like, gas had gone up tremendously, food tremendously. And we're still kind of there. Some some of the... um, Some of... uh, You know, some of the prices have sort of changed a little bit. They've come down a little bit. But will they ever get to the place where we thought they were like four years ago? Probably not. But here's the thing I mean, I don't know about you, but I know when I was shopping in certain stores, I would notice like, wow, you know, bread used to be $3.99. Now you're looking at bread at $6.99. You know, that's $3 more, you know, than, than the average price that it was normally costing you, and then it's just stayed there, and then there were other places that you would go to, and man, the prices have skyrocketed, and I was like, I know that this store is, um, you know, um, price gouging, like, you know, like, this isn't good, like, Uh, something's wrong here, right? And uh, those merchants, those sellers, those owners of those businesses, they were making out like fat rats. They really were making a lot of money off of people, especially vulnerable people like you and I, poor people like you and I, where, you know, we barely have 50 bucks to do shopping for an entire month of groceries. And you're about to just spend almost like you know eight dollars seven dollars eight dollars whatever it might be on one item well in my opinion that business is getting over that business is taking advantage of the situation especially if there was a shortage of like bread or something Right? They're taking advantage. So we put that as an example here in what God is speaking about and reminding about what the people do and what they say and how they falsify the scales by deceit. And I'm not here to point fingers. I'm skimming you my thought process. I follow the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But this reminds me also of downsizing items From the manufacturer, the business maker. So sometimes you might see that the cereal at one point was, you know, 50, uh, let's say uh, 16 point ounces or 25 ounces, whatever it is, 18.9, whatever. And all of a sudden now, because inflation shot up, right? And now businesses need more money or want more money instead of them like increasing the price to keep increasing the price. What they do is they the manufacturer downsizes the size of the product. Now, many of you may have not noticed this, but some of you may have. You go all of a sudden back to the store, and you're like, why does this package look a little bit smaller than what I normally buy? It's because the manufacturer has downsized it but it's still charging you the same price for what was the bigger size And when I read the you know this falsify it, falsifying the scales by deceit, you would not notice it unless it was a drastic change in the packaging That's how you would notice it. This has happened with potato chips. This has happened with um, pancakes. This has happened with like a lot of different items. Next time you go into the supermarket, take a look and be like, has anything been downsized recently? Because that's what a lot of manufacturers were doing and have been doing for a long time. And then they justify it by saying, well, instead of us having to charge you more money... You know, uh, in, leaving it the same size and then charging you more money. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna downsize it and keep the same price. Well, it's still the same thing. You're still charging me more money for a smaller, a smaller ounce or you know, or pounds or whatever. But that's the language that they use with the American people, and the American people buy that. They're like, oh yeah, they didn't want to raise the prices. They were so good. Yeah, they didn't raise the price, but they decreased the quantity of the product. (laughs) You know, come on, guys. It's like, it's the same thing. So when I read this, it reminded me of that. And I said, wow, man, I can't wait to share this on the podcast because a lot of us don't realize this is happening. We have failed to realize certain things because we're always just on the go, grabbing things, not even looking. I'm the opposite. I, anything I grab, I'm looking at it, I'm reading the ingredients, I'm looking at how many ounces or pounds it is, you know, that's just me, right, but next time you go to the supermarket, start looking at some of these things, and you'll realize, wait, did she? Antonia was right, this used to be 16 ounces, now it's 14 ounces, but they're still charging me the same price, and they claim it's because they didn't want to increase prices, come on guys, we're not dummies here, you know, we're very smart, educated people, but... They fool us always this way. So this is what the Lord is referring to, to Amos at this time. At this time, these people are doing this. They're suckering people. They're shortchanging them. They're overcharging them. um, Things of that nature. And it says here that we may buy poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, even sell the bad wheat. You know, Man, that's deep because let me tell you something. There are still merchants out there and stores trying to sell product that's expired. When I read this, I was like, wow, this really this really touches home. You're trying to sell something that has already expired It's no longer good the ingredients that were in it kind of already faded will not really give you the same effect might even make you sick might even now contain some type of bacteria that's not good for your body that's another thing you know i don't know about you guys but i'm a 99 cent shopper (laughs) i love the 99 cent store i go there to get you know some of my items when i need them And uh, because I could get it a little bit more affordably there sometimes, but sometimes some 99 cents stores are also price gouging, which is crazy. But when I look at, again, because I look at things, (laughs) I'm always checking expiration dates. And I'll see that something had already expired 30 days ago, but they're still selling it in the store, which they're not supposed to. They're supposed to remove those things off the shelving and replace it with new, like same item with a future expiration date or maybe some other type of product similar to it. Again, something as Americans, we don't realize. We just grab and go. This is our way of being. Next time you go to the store, take a look at the expiration date. You might start to see some things have already expired. And then you need to ask yourself, should I be buying this? I'm reading the word, and all of this is resonating. It's like, Wow, oh my gosh, this is amazing! Because this is like things like we're dealing with right now. And here's the thing right now, we're in a season of Christmas of celebration. There's a lot of parties going on, a lot of employee work celebrations family get-togethers, family gatherings. And before all of that, you all have to go shopping to get gifts, wherever you go. You all have to go, you know, food shopping at that also. If you're going to cook these grand meals for everybody to eat when you get together. And you'd be surprised, competitively, because... This is the time of season where, you know, the retail industry makes like billions of dollars during this season, because this is when sales rack up the most, right? Um, And people are just, they're just buying the stuff because they really believe that is the true price for that item and everything is competitive. I could go to one store and I could buy one item, let's say at 19.99. But then I go to another store and I realize the item there is the same item and it's 17.99. Then I could go to a third store, realize, wait a minute, this one here has it for 15.99. What's going on here? So you now try to go back to return the $19.99, to go get the $15.99. Guys, because the reality is during this time of season, everybody's selling something. Some people, they could be selling, it's the same product, but everybody has it at different prices. And that's why there's ladies like us who are like always like, comparing prices. Gentlemen, you should really, really love your 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 lady for this because she's always looking to save money. <laughs> I know I always am. And uh, when I think about the scripture, what he's speaking about here, it really touches home today. And that's how you guys know. We can apply this to our lives today. Like what's happening right now? And right now, we're, everybody's going through the motions. Like, everyone's just we're celebrating the season but you're not you some of you may not be doing it in spirit in the spirit. you're not celebrating the season in the spirit. you're just celebrating the season in the natural which is what most people do. Now that's not to say that you know tomorrow some people are not going to show up to Christmas Eve services because a lot of the churches have like candlelight services. They have two or three services. Um, and then, you know, you're celebrating Christmas Eve with your family and you have Christmas Day. Again, this is the time of year where we might get to see for the first time so, the Christmas Eve, you know, people who, who, who attend church. <laughs> uh, listen, we're not here to mark anybody, we're not here to point fingers. We do know that there are only there are some people who only show up for church on Christmas. That's it. Other than that, they don't show up at the rest of the year. I get it. Because we're all going through the struggle. But when it comes to Christmas, we're all like celebratory. And because you're with family and family goes to church, everyone just comes along, right? In this time of Amos, remember, this was a community that was thriving. This was a community of abundance. This was a community that was high status. And in the blessings that God had bestowed upon them, they took it upon themselves just to do whatever they wanted. And they oppressed the poor and they cheated people. So when God is saying, you know, listen up here, you people who have done these things, and you say this, and you do this, blah, 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 right? Don't think you're not going to get away with that. (laughs) You know, you don't think that it's not noticed. I see everything. I see all the deceiving that you're doing. I see all the things. I see you're doing everything in the natural just to gain the money, but you're not really doing anything in the spirit to honor me. This is really what this is boiling down to because at the end of the day it's like it's like the the merchants uh the retailers be right before Christmas, right they start to advertise Christmas stuff like starting in September October, November. why because they want to get you excited about going out shopping. To spend money so they can make their billions, right? You might be broke by the end of Christmas, which is what happens to a lot of people. Christmas comes and goes, and whatever little savings you had in your bank account, you feel it was necessary for you to buy very expensive gifts to your 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 family, your friends, your neighbors, whatever, co-workers, and next thing you know, you're broke now. Or many of you take your credit card. And you, man, up to the gazoo, you just keep swiping. Next thing you know, you got a five grand on there, seven grand. Some people might just have three grand, but three grand, sometimes you can't even pay off. Friends, you know, we have to be aware of the tactics of the enemy and how today, at the time of Amos, we could see us of how we get oppressed, They do it to us because we're not thinking wisely about how we spend our money, uh, what we actually... I'm not saying it's bad to give gifts. Guys, you know me. It's a good thing to give gifts. You know, blessed are those who are givers. I get that. But you have to think wisely about what it is that you're giving and where does it leave you financially? Because I have many friends... (laughs) who they always say to me, Anthony, I see you don't celebrate Christmas like you used to. I say, yeah, I don't. I don't get caught up in all this stuff about the early bird specials staying outside at five in the morning outside a retail store because they're going to open at six. I don't do that anymore. I used to do that when I was very young. When I became a born, a born again Christian and I realized the real significance of Christmas and what the gift giving part of it is, I wasn't part of that trend anymore. I was like I don't need to do that. I don't need to go crazy now. I don't need to get anxious. I don't need to be racking up my credit card with with bills, you know, with transactions on it. And then comes the new year and I have no money. Now I have to pay this bill like and I can't barely pay it cuz I don't have a lot of money in my job to help me pay. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not in that world anymore. When I'm focusing on Christmas, I am focusing on the Jesus part. And if I go and I buy you a gift, a man, it's going to be a very humble gift. Matter of fact, it's probably going to be from the 99 cent store. I'm letting you know right now. Because it's it's that thought of the gift that I'm going to give to you as a token of hopefully what we're sharing together in the spirit about Jesus and then just as my kindness to you of I value our friendship. And this is that time of year besides your birthday that I can give you a gift. Right. So when I think about this word that we're reading, it really hits home because of all the things that we do as Americans. And, we're, and during this season right now, People boost up their prices to get you anxious, to get you excited to buy something for someone, especially your kids. Now, let's let's get down and dirty here with the parents now. Your kid says, Mom, I want the next big Xbox 3 series, whatever, whatever. Mom, I want the big, you know, 65-inch TV, goes on the wall, blah, 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 blah. Mom... I want the next scooter because it's got all this high, you know, all these lights now on it. These scooters, and they all cost money—a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And you, as a parent, going, man, but that's 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 what they want, you know. That they've been good all year, you know. Do you buy it, or do you have a conversation with your child? or your teenager or even your young adult do you have conversations right I remember when um, and some of you know my testimony have heard my story about my relationship with my father in the early stages of of, of my teenage years and young adulthood years my dad would always say to me and now I get it I didn't get it then Because my dad was in and out of my life. So the relationship was kind of like, I didn't know him a lot until later on in life. And he would always be like, why are you going to buy that for? That's a waste of money. Why are you going to use that? That's a waste of money. Like, he would always say these things to me. And as a youngling, I was like, oh, he just doesn't want me to have it, you know. Or, um, you know, what does he know? Uh, I know what I'm going to do with it. And then later on in life, I realized my dad was right, what he was saying when he was saying, why do you need that for? Why you got to buy that for? He was right. And now today, <laughs> people who know me, they know I'm like, I don't need to buy that. I've been in stores with friends, you know, like, let's we have a leisure day, we're going to have lunch or something, we go... Just looking, because I'm not a mall person. I'm just not. I'm not the type to go to the mall and start looking around, for looking at windows and looking inside. That's not me. Don't invite me. I won't be going. But once in a blue moon, I'll make an exception because a friend says, oh, we go walk because I need to walk. I have a friend who needs to walk sometimes. And I go, okay. And then they'll see something, and they'll be like, oh, you could use one of those. And I'll be like, why are you telling me what you think I could use? I don't want that. I don't need that, right? I have friends who come to my house. They see my TV. They're like, you don't have a a brand new TV. I said, "Nope," and I don't intend to. Unless I get it for free somewhere. Someone, you know, I buy maybe for five bucks. Like, (laughs) I know y'all listening to me going, she's crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just being real, guys. That's the thing. A lot of us are afraid to be real. I'm just being real. That TV works, it ain't broke. And you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you could see t- the TV clearly and all, on all the shows. So why would I get rid of it, right? Just so I could have a fancier thing? No, come on, stop the nonsense. Anyway, back into the word, folks. So at the time of Amos, this is what's happening. You know, this is what's happening. God realizes this. He sees everything. He's aware of it. He's saying, you know, for those of you who keep taking advantage of people, you know, who keep charging them extra, who, you know, uh, don't let anybody, you know, get the, the time of day to move forward in their lives. You keep like putting them in, uh, you know, these situations where they can't prosper because they're continually in debt, right? Because as Americans... We are continuously in debt. You could sit down with the average family and have a conversation with them and ask them, "What's your debt?" They're gonna probably say to you 50, sixty thousand that they owe of something, whether that's credit cards, a car, you know, part of a car loan, part of a mortgage, whatever it is. They're gonna tell you, you know, what what their debt is, and that is because we've become so accustomed in the United States of America that we can freely use credit cards for a whole bunch of things and we get caught up in stuff or we get sucked in and thinking we have to have the latest trend of everything in our homes and you hardly never even invite anyone over so what's the point? <laughs> you know it's like come on guys I'm re- we're reading this word we can apply it to our lives today And it says here, the Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their works. Shall the land not tremble for this? And everyone mourn who dwells in it? All of it shall swell like the river. Heave and subside like the river of Egypt. It's clear the Lord is saying, I've seen what you've done. I see how you've cheated people. I see that you're just doing the festivities, but you're not really engaging with me. And you're not really taking out the day to really process the fact of the Lord, of God. Are you spending time with him? Or is it more important to you to be making money? Now, we can apply this to our lives as, you know, do we take the day of Sabbath also to rest and bask in the Lord's presence? You know, that's the whole objective of, you know, you work the six days, on the seventh day, you rest. Because you're supposed to rejuvenate yourself again spiritually with your Heavenly Father, have an encounter with Him, have Him guide your life, uh, hear the Holy Spirit in instructions or whatever the case might be for your life. So then you when you the, the Monday starts again, however you celebrate because you know we celebrate you know seven days Monday to Sunday here in the United States of America. Some people do it Sunday to Saturday depends. So because of that, you have to say to yourself, am I spending the day with the Lord? Will you be spending the Christmas Eve or Christmas Day with the Lord? When it's hit, this is about His day. This is His birthday. Are you celebrating with Him? Right? So think about it, my friends. Our Heavenly Father sees everything. And He also reminds us that the things that the people did that were unfair to others they're going to face consequences because of it. Do we all say we're Christians and that's just a front? But we really have unethical practices in our lives? Are we really deceiving people? Are we doing the wrong thing? But we just have the word of saying I'm a Christian or using Christianity as a front to, you know, to gain access to something, to um, to acquire, you know, uh, people or clients, or something. You know, I remember one time, many many years ago, there was a a colleague of mine in church, or meaning a friend that I had gotten to know in church. And I remember that she mentioned to me that she does not go anywhere to do anything unless it benefits her. And I asked her, well, what do you mean by that? She's like, if I don't get clients out of it, I'm not going. If I'm not going to um, get a transaction, I'm not going. If, I, if, I, if there's not a possibility that, you know, someone will sign up for my learning class or whatever, I'm not going to go. And I said to her, I said, well... You, you have a ministry of therapy, but you won't go to a place where you could possibly uh, give of yourself and your services to somebody. It always has an entail that you have to make money out of it. You won't just do it out of the kindness of your heart. Y'all know where I'm going with this, right? This is an example of what I'm talking about. No one will do anything because... The front is there, but really the ulterior motive is they want to make money. They just want to make money. Listen, if I was to have wanted to make money, every time I thought that I was going to help somebody, I would be rich by now. But I'm not rich. I'm an average Joe just like you. But the giving of those moments of divine appointments that my Heavenly Father has given me to share on people, to love on people, to help people, that stuff is priceless, my friends, priceless. But the problem is we set ourselves up like here at the time of Amos. And for you business people out there who are listening to me right now, If you're guilty of that, if you know you've done that, you've taken advantage of people, you know, because you just want to make money, you've deceived people, you know, something was supposed to be a pound, but you only made it, you know, eight ounces, whatever the case might be, instead of 16 ounces, something's wrong. You have to reevaluate yourself and say, what am I doing? Because at the end of the day, my friends, You can gain a lot of money, and that money could be gone in two seconds. I don't know about you, but in the American society that we're living in, I get my paycheck, and within like 10 minutes, it is gone. It's gone to my bills. (laughs) It's gone to my rent, right? It's gone to get gas. It's gone to get pay the car, because I need to drive a car, (laughs) right? It's like instantly gone. Money comes and goes, like they say. But there are a lot of people who have an overflow abundance of money because they've deceived other people. And even during this season right now, people are deceiving people during this Christmas season. So be on the lookout, my friends. Be watchful. Be Be diligent in understanding and seeing and discerning. Like, you know, do I go crazy this Christmas again? Because this is what some people call it now. Or do I just stay in peace with my Heavenly Father? And I'm not going crazy. Going all over the world. Looking for that perfect gift. Because ultimately the perfect gift is Jesus Christ, my friends. That is the ultimate perfect gift that you can have in your life. So my friends, you know, as we read this and we see what God is saying, I have account for this. I've seen what you've done. I see what you say. I see how you act. I see what you're doing. You're just going about the festivities. You're just, you know, going with the flow. You're just doing the thing. But your ulterior motive is about gaining for yourself and depriving other people, deceiving other people, you know, you think like, oh, I suck at that guy or that girl. You know, they didn't realize what was coming or stuff like that. What a fool, that one. That's not even worth five, but I just sold it for 50. Like, you know what I mean? You need to be a little bit more discerning, my friends. You need to be aware of what's happening. And you need to be conscious of the fact that this is the season to celebrate, but are you celebrating it Correctly. By being in the spirit with your heavenly father and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So my friends, we're going to end it there in the scripture. Because next week we'll follow through and continue to read this chapter. But my friends, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want you to enjoy all the beautiful things that Christ offers in your life. May you have peace, joy in your life, love in your life. May you enjoy the blessings of your Lord during the season. And may you always credit Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior who has you in the place he has you. As you have that festivity, as you have that huge meal, expensive meal, whatever it might be. As you maybe even, for some people, pop open, you know, a bottle of champagne or something. I don't know. You know, drinking is not an advocacy that I do. But I'm just saying, like, whatever it is that you celebrate and how you celebrate, do not forget to include Jesus Christ. Because he is the reason for the season. I hope that you enjoy your holiday weekend. May you be blessed beyond measure. And I look forward to sharing the word again next week, my friends. You can always reach out to me on the podcast at anchor.fm. You can always message me. We would love to hear from you, the audience who tunes in, um, and how God's word has been impacting your life. Have a fantastic weekend and Merry Christmas to you all.
0: God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.